This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. It's National Public Safety Telecommunications Week. This morning, we're taking you inside what our 911 communicators, their operators, what they do to save lives. These are actual calls from the Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service. Tell me exactly what happened. Um, my husband just sat down on the couch. He said, I feel weird, and now he's acting really strange. He's just sitting back. He's not responding to me. This is a 911 call from a woman who knows something is wrong. You need to know everyone on these calls survived. The entire call has been edited for time. He's not breathing. Okay. Okay, ma'am. Ma'am. He's not breathing. He's not breathing. How old is he? He's about, he's 54. Okay, I want you to get him onto the floor, get him onto his back, nothing behind his back. Head. We've got help coming, ma'am. Take a deep breath. You're going to help him, okay? We need him on his back. Yes. He's on the couch on his back. Okay, get him onto the floor. I can't get him. He's big. He's not 6'4". He's huge. Okay, we need to get him onto the floor, ma'am. Okay. So can you pull his legs and get him onto the floor? Okay. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. Yes, they're on. Okay. I'm doing I'm doing the heart palpitation thing. The push. Hello. Hi. Yes. Is he on the floor? Yes. Okay. Kneel next to him. Look in his mouth for food or vomit. Tell me if there's anything in his mouth. No, his 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 uh, his tongue looks weird. Okay. I want you to place your hand on his forehead, the other hand under his neck, and tilt his head back. And put his head back. Put his head back. Put your ear next to his mouth. Tell me if you can feel or hear any breathing. No. Okay. Listen carefully. I'm going to tell you how to do chest compressions, okay? With us on 680 CJOB is Michael Grosvenor, communications operator with the Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service, former colleague of mine here at 680 CJOB, and Karen Martin, an advanced care paramedic. Thank you both for joining us. Michael, this is a matter of trying to focus this caller in on the job at hand, right? Because she is obviously distraught, panicking. The voice needs to be calm, cool, and collected. Absolutely. As anyone would be in this situation, you have a loved one that is in serious medical distress. And those crucial moments before somebody like Karen Martin would arrive on scene, we have to give them simple but concise instructions in a calm tone voice to make sure we can help them help their loved ones before they arrive. And in this case... She was saying that she's already doing the compressions, but there's a protocol before that. You have to get the patient on the floor. So you're going through those steps. Correct. We start at step one. Okay, before we start compressions, let's make sure they're on the ground. Let's make sure their head's tilted back. Are they breathing? From that point on, we can determine what is the best route of instructions to give before help arrives, whether we have to do start compressions, whether they are still breathing, whether they've just passed out, what's happening with them right now. Because we can't see... We have specific questions we ask in a specific order to determine exactly what is happening with that person so we can get a mental image and then give instructions based on that. I want you to place the heel of your hand on the breastbone in the center of his chest right, be- doing that. right between the nipples. Put your other hand on top of that hand. Yeah. I want you to push down firmly two inches with the heel of your lower hand touching the chest. Yeah, I'm doing that. Okay, now listen carefully to me, okay? Yes. 
Carla, you're gonna you're doing a good job, okay? I want you to I want you to pump the chest hard and fast. At least I am. at least twice per second. Okay. We're gonna do this six hundred times or until help gets there to take over. You let the chest come all the way up between pumps, okay? Okay. And you, you keep doing it. You don't give up. This is going to keep him going till the paramedics arrive. You tell me when they're right with them. He's not breathing. You keep going. I am. Okay. Is there someone out there with you? Yes. Tell them to unlock the door and turn on the outside lights. Tim, unlock the door and turn on the outside lights at the front. Okay. Keep pumping the chest hard and fast. You're doing a little Ma'am, you're doing a really good job, okay? You keep going. You don't give up. No, I won't. Oh, my okay. God, I won't give up. He's breathing. Okay, okay, Wes. Keep going. He's making funny sounds. Okay, but he... He sounds like he's puking. Is he vomiting? No. Yeah, a little bit. If he vomits, turn, uh. turn his head to the side and clean out his mouth and nose. Okay. 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 He's breathing now. Okay. Often you'll hear them saying that they're breathing, but it's important to keep going. And why 600 times? That's following the uh, the guidelines uh, within the, the CPR protocol. Uh, we want to push hard, push fast, and get as many compressions in, as in, a, in a minute as we can. The sooner we can have hands to chest in a cardiac arrest situation, the better. And as soon as we can start those compressions and keep going with the compressions until the crews are not only at scene, but inside with the patient, the better. So we can take over from the person doing the compressions. Okay, with his head tilted back, put your ear next to his mouth. Tell me if you can feel or hear any breathing. Yeah, he's breathing. He is breathing? Yes. I want you to tell me how many times he takes a breath, okay? So when when he takes a breath, you say breath. Breath. Now he's doing weird. Okay, I want you to keep pumping his chest. I want you to keep pumping his chest and don't stop. Okay, Okay. I am. Hard and fast, firmly, two inches down with the heel of your lower hand. I am. Okay, don't give up and don't stop. Okay. You're doing a really good job, ma'am. Oh, my God. He's not breathing. Keep going. I am. Okay, keep pumping his chest. Do not stop. A lot of help is coming. You keep going. Don't give up. <laughs> I don't hear them yet. They're on the way. You keep pumping his chest. He's breathing. No, keep pumping his chest, ma'am. Okay. Now, when you're in that moment, you think it's a long time before help arrives. We begin to hear the sirens five minutes into this call. You're doing a great job. I hear them. Okay, keep going right until they're with him. Okay, you don't stop when they walk in. Right till they take over. <laughs> keep going, ma'am. Right till they take over. You keep going. They're there. Okay, ma'am. I want you to take a really deep breath. You did a really good job, okay? Michael, how do you not become overwhelmed in those situations? I think the best method I've learned since starting with WFPS is 
in those moments, you have to remain calm so you can keep the caller at some moment of level-headedness. You have to keep them at a point where they're listening to your instructions. If you start rising your emotions with them, which is very difficult not to do because it is an, an emotional time, it's a high-stress time, then you can quickly lose the caller and they won't listen to your instructions because they're over the top. After the shift, though, that's when you unwind, right? After the shift, it's a good thing to go home, spend time with your family. If you've had a rough call or two, it's good to give them an extra big hug when you get home and maybe have a sleep. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.